Welcome to the five of us. We are five outspoken women with close to 150 years of experience as broadcast journalists. We left our jobs on the very same day and we are dedicated to helping women avoid the many pitfalls common to the workplace. We've heard from hundreds of people recounting tales of woe on the job, and we have done the research, we're putting it all in a book, and we are here to help. I'm Roma Tori, and along with Kristen Shaughnessy, Janine Ramirez, Vivian Lee, and Amanda Farinacci, we are the five of us. Hi, everyone. See if this sounds familiar to you. You have a full-time job, and you're really tired, and you come back from work, only to what feels like another full-time job once you get home. And while you're dealing with all the turmoil of your work life outside the house, you're looking around and there is your partner, whether it's he, she, or they, or whoever it is, with the feet up, seemingly oblivious to the mess that's around the house. There's dishes in the sink. There's the laundry that's undone. Nothing is cooked. It's just, a, it's, it's a big mess. It seems like virtually nothing has gotten done in your absence. Well, that scenario is apparently playing out to such an extreme these days that it has resulted in a spike in the divorce rate among working parents. And as we all know, it's an age-old problem. Women usually get the bulk of the, the household chores. But at this point in time, women are taking matters into their own hands, and they're taking action, and they're filing more and more for divorce. And in fact, uh, according to a statistic I just read, 70% of all the divorces among this group of uh, Americans is initiated uh, by the woman. So that's our topic today. And while women certainly don't have it all, it often feels like we are doing it all. So Kristen, men and women seem to have a different orientation when it comes to household work. Um, it's almost as if we're wired very differently. Um, I, I don't really have any other explanation for it, but uh, we all seem to be dealing with that problem one way or another. Yeah, I think, I think there's and this is a generalization, but there's the male brain and the female brain, right? There's There can be clutter that would drive me crazy. And I would be losing my mind if I, you know, like if I was sitting on the couch, it would just, I would keep thinking about it. But Joe doesn't even see it. I used to laugh because I would put things, you know, in a maze up the stairs so that he would pick them up on the way up and he would do the maze instead of picking the stuff up. But if I just ask him, he will do it. And he's great at like washing the dishes and cleaning up and all of that. But I think you just have to communicate as a, as a woman, because so many of us, you know, so many women now are the breadwinners, right? So you're bringing home the paycheck and then you're doing the bulk of the housework. So I think there just needs to be communication. And I think that's probably a big reason for the divorce rate. Um, if people communicated better, maybe we could lower that number and we could also get guys to see things differently. I think we just all grew up in a different time. It was a time when many men worked and many women stayed home. So women ended up doing the bulk of the housework besides the brains being a little bit wired differently. Um, so I think, you know, if you look at a holiday meal, who's sitting around at the end of the holiday meal and who's doing the dishes, right? I mean, that's, that's typical, I think. So yeah. I, I just think those are certain things. I have a, um, a very good friend and she is the breadwinner. And her husband expects a meal on the table every night. I would lose my mind. 
<laughs> but, you know, it's, it's sort of just become their norm. Um, so I think until you speak up, you can't really expect any changes. Is, uh, is your friend bothered by that? Or is she just kind of grinning and bearing? Kind of grinning and bearing. It's, you know, they've been together for so long and, and it's just sort of been the norm. But when she comes here, she's shocked at how things are different. And mm. she likes that. So hopefully as we sort of talk to each other and talk to our spouses or our partners, you know, we can kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. Well, you know, th- this is the way it's been for so long. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's hard for people to to change their ways. But Vivian, do you think it's that guys are lazy or is maybe it's an excuse because they don't want to do it? Um, it? What What's your thinking? Why are men so resistant to, to lending a hand? Well, I, there was a, a recent report, and I think this came up in one of our other episodes. Um, two professors uh, had come up with a theory about why men didn't react to household chores the way women did. And they only looked at heterosexual couples. Um, And what they termed affordance theory was the difference, which is a woman um, sees crumbs on the countertop and immediately bicycles forward to all the consequences that will happen if that's not taken care of. So she will immediately take care of it. Men, however, just see crumbs on the table. And Mm -hmm. this has been something that um, has been multiplied throughout a man's life because he tends to be surrounded by groups of women who have taken care of things in such a way that he doesn't know they have to be taken care of. So that's one theory. I think another theory is that um, there tends to be an extra mental load handed down to women because they're not expressing themselves. So exactly what Kristen said, you have to be intentionally communicative about what it is that you need to be helped with. Um, And I think more and more these days, men are understanding that they have a part to play in helping to relieve the stress. Um, But that mental load includes things like, why do I have to tell him et cetera, et cetera, to do this kind of detail. A, a good example is um, uh, I remember one time asking my husband, can you please take care of dinner or just this aspect of dinner because I need to do this. And while I was doing my task, he had asked me uh, three or four different questions about where this is, where does it go? How do I do this and and whatnot? And I remember thinking, this was what my mom used to complain to me about was this idea that her role should not be as a as a teacher um that it should be just understood but i think in a lot of ways one's role if you're stressed out about certain things your role is as a teacher and you do have to express it um and that in and of itself takes practice it's just a matter of sitting down together and first talking about it uh, and then working out a plan where you can actually tackle um, the teaching and the learning and then eventually like letting go so that you don't feel like the micromanager or the silent um, grinning and bearing it person uh, who decides that if it's going to get done right, it's got to be done by you and you alone. Like that in and of itself is stressful. You know, I found it's kind of it's it's difficult to delegate uh household responsibilities to the husband if they're not, I mean, there's a language that you use. And I'll give you an example. 
I was um, making a, a ricotta cheesecake, which is kind of a favorite in our house, and you need um, heavy cream for that. So uh, that was the one ingredient I didn't have. I sent my husband out and I said, could you please get me some you know, heavy whipping cream? And what he brought back was the the kind with the the can with the spray, the aerosol, you know, spray. And I was like, no, it, it was absolutely not what I wanted. And I was, you know, I was annoyed, but I, I understood. He just, you know. So what happens then is that you get to the point where you're so tired, as you mentioned, Vivian, of explaining specifically what you want to do. It takes up all this extra energy when it might be just simpler to do it yourself, right? You know, they're they're um all this came about because I saw an article um, about a TikTok post that went viral from uh, a divorce lawyer. And um, he was talking about his clients and these, you know, all these women are just so fed up with their husbands and the situation at home. And they refer to themselves as married single parents because they just don't feel like they have a partner when it comes to doing the household duties. So Amanda, one of the big problems is that um, guys often get really defensive like my husband got defensive with me when, you know, I was annoyed about the, you know, the whipping cream uh, uh, issue. Um, and they become so defensive, it ends up in a in a fight. You battle over and, it, and, and then it's a battle over priorities. Like who's more tired and who's more important and whose work is is more necessary. And then, you know, it goes it, it goes downhill from there. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a pissing contest, really. Like, it's it's really just like, it's like, who, right, we've had this, this has happened. And I should preface this by saying, I think all of us have very supportive husbands. And I think that like, um, but nobody's perfect, right? And everybody has their um, little struggles, whatever. My husband is, is very good. Um, but we have had more than one occasion where if I, if I come a perfect example, I come home from work, I'm, I'm beat, but like my kids have an activity, there's food that needs to be, you know, made, there's lunch that has to be prepared, there's showers, there's homework to check. And he's like sitting on the couch and I, and I get like, I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you actually doing right now? And then he'll be like, what do you mean? And then he makes a list. He'll start like, I did this, I did that. To which I'm like, I don't give a shit what you did. What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? And, and then, and then to your point though, it it does become, um, a matter or a conversation really about whose time is more valuable and whose, um, and, and, and answer is like, everybody's time is valuable. Right. But like, when you're in this, at least from for where I am and, and Viv, like our kids are younger. You guys are your your children are old, a little bit older, so you ha- you have more, I I think more freedom, right? I mean, there's still stuff to get done, but it's not like with somebody screaming to, you know, about any number of things. And so, um, you know, I, this happens in my house all the time where. Sometimes I'm passive aggressive about it. Sometimes I'm I'm very like in his face about it. Sometimes I say nothing. Sometimes I'm just like, look, it is what it is, and I and I move on. Um, I, I do think that um, we've had a lot of conversations just because we, we try we try to like Kristen's point communicate about the stuff because because you can you can get to a point where you carry around so much baggage that you lose sight of what's important about your relationship, which is that you've picked a partner and you want to have a life together. Right. Like, um, and I think that if you don't identify, like sometimes I just come home and I'm like, I am extremely overwhelmed by my life at this moment. And I need you to do X, Y, Z, or at least just hear me when I'm saying that. And I, and I feel like my husband does that too. And I feel like that that's a, that's a good thing for us, but I can also see on the converse where we've had periods when, we haven't been on the same page. And if it extends for too long, I can see how 
it goes off course. And then that's where you get these people who are like, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do this. And, and then, and then all of a sudden you, your marriage is sort of just like a, a fight and resentment and all that stuff is what I think leads to why people got divorced, right? You said like a pandemic in numbers of people who were keenly aware of the activities of their spouses when they were trapped in the house, right? Mm -hmm. Like there was no more, no greater spotlight than, than being in the house and realizing like, wait a second, he does what all day? Like, and I'm doing this, right? Like, um, I think all those things really bubbled to the surface and, and, you know, my, I love, you know, I have a nice relationship with my husband. So like, this is something that we work on, especially because our kids are in 4,000 activities and I work and he works and, um, you know, we try to make it work, but it, it's, it's very easy to go off course, I think, because, yeah. because time is precious and it is important and you want to do all the things, but you also want to feel like you're part of a team and like you're not the only one making the effort because otherwise you'd be drowning all the time. I think that's what the danger is. You'd just be like drowning, drowning under the weight of all of your responsibilities. Well, you know, to, to show you that, that we're not alone here, there, there's a, a Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, came out with a report in 2019 that only 20% of men did any housework in comparison to uh, 50% of women. And when it came to laundry, women did 79, 79% of the time women did the laundry versus um, what, 21% of, of men. So, uh, you know, there, there definitely is um, an imbalance in the distribution of labor when it comes to housework. So Janine, uh, Amanda pointed out that during the pandemic, when everybody was real close together, um, that was a period when the divorce rate spiked across the country. And I guess there's gotta be a connection, right? <laughs> Together it spiked across the world, like <laughs> the entire world. Like in the UK, they said the largest family law firm reported a 95% increase in divorce uh, inquiries during the pandemic with the oh. women uh, driving the surge of the divorce in Greece. So um, so all over the world, this is happening, not just in the United States, but yeah, I mean, you you get trapped in, you know, in your house, in your apartment, and you really see the underlying conflicts, right? They just kind of really have a spotlight on them. Because before when you were, you know, going out and about your activities, there was always a destruction, you left the house, you had a social life, you had a work life. Um, Whatever you were doing, you weren't around this person 24-7. But during the pandemic, during the lockdown, you really, everything was heightened. And so, um, and there was a lot of conflict because also because people's emotions were a little nuts, right? Like, oh my gosh, like if I bring a mask, am I vaccinated? Who's getting vaccinated? Who's not? Can I go to this activity? Like all of that also played into, you know, people's fears. And so that doesn't help the emotional toll that's on you and that you're putting onto the relationship. So yeah, so during the pandemic, it was heightened. Um, and this mental load that you're talking about, Vivian, like, that women feel this need to do it all. I don't know where where really this originated from, um, but why do women need to do it all? Like, why do we feel the need to do it all? And why do men say, oh, I'll be taken care of by, by my spouse or whatever? Um, I mean, we take care of the children at school. Like, we're the ones who attend the parent-teacher conferences, go over the homework usually, you know, keep up on that side of the things, the things in the house. Um Outside, if you have a job, your career, like we just kind of micromanaging a little bit too, because that's like the other part of it. The other part of it is how do you delegate, right? You said, oh, you know, you said to your husband, oh, go get this, right? Without telling them what to do. 
right? Because when, you know, that's the other, the, the tricky thing. Like, how do you tell somebody what to do without sounding like you're telling them what to do? Yeah. And then you're so, nagging, right? And then right, you're you don't want to be a nag, right? At the same time, because that's a source of fights too. So, um, so yeah, so it's about trying to find a happy medium. And the way my husband and I have been able to balance it a little bit, I mean, granted he is low maintenance, thank goodness. Um, I don't have a high maintenance kind of spouse because that I think is another whole level of frustration. Um, like someone who demands dinner at the table or demands that, you know, their underwear be folded, give me a break in the drawer. <laughs> I, I don't have that kind of husband. Um, but I think that there is like the way that we have found sort of a happy medium is, you know, he hates folding clothes, but he doesn't mind doing the laundry, right? Like he'll throw it in the wash, he'll throw it in the dryer and he'll put it in the bag and he'll bring it, you know, like to the room. And I don't, you know, I don't love folding, but I'll do the folding part. So it's sort of like he'll do what doesn't really bother him so much. And I'll do like the other part. So mm-hmm. if I'm cooking, he'll clean. You know, if he decides to, to cook, I'll do the cleaning. Um, but then, you know, there's a shopping as well. Like who's doing the shopping? So there's somebody, somebody always picks up the extra chore. And it's usually, unfortunately, falls on the woman to do all the little extra things. But um, I think that that might be the best way. Just figure out what they could do without complaining. <laughs> do you want to go food shopping every week? Well, then that's on you. Do you want to do this? Well, that like pick some things that are your tasks that you take care of and I guess I'll just do the rest or try to delegate what I think I need help with um, without telling you what to do. It's it's very tricky. Um, and obviously, a lot of people can't master it because of all this divorces. So and I don't think you ever really master it. You just kind of kind of get by and and right. Put that like Amanda said, put the relationship first before you put all these little tasks and chores and details um, give it more importance than the actual love that brought you guys together. You know, part of the problem is I, I think our standards are different. Um, and I, I forget who it was that said crumbs on the counter. I, I don't like crumbs on the counter. I, I have to get rid of them. But um, husbands don't mind crumbs on the counter. In fact, they put the crumbs on the counter and then walk away. So and they don't even realize they're there like like Joe with the stuff on the staircase. They're oblivious. They're oblivious. Like Patty Corner, and you're still step over it. (laughs) So at this point, I think you know. Just the other day, I needed something, and I said, "Oh, are you going to somewhere?" Because I was going to ask him to pick it up. And I just meant, like, if you're going to go, then I'll have you pick it up. Otherwise, I'll do it. And he's like, "You could just ask me. Tell me to pick that up." And I'm like, "That's true. I could." So I think we also have to be more vocal in what we want. I mean, he's he's great, but um, like I should have just said. Can you go get this? But I didn't even think to ask like that. So you know what's so funny when you just said that reminded me. So like this happens to me often where like Janine, you're like, oh, I don't want to tell him what to do. I don't want to. Meanwhile, like I said this to Dave the other day. I was like, could you send this person a, t- a message? Like figure this out. Figure this this carpool situation out. Could you just do it? And he'll like come with his phone, like jamming the phone in my face. Like what should the text message say? And I'm like. <laughs> I am going to like, literally take the phone and throw it in the river. Like oh the point of me asking you to do this thing is for you to handle, just handle it. I don't care what the text message says. I, I could give a shit less, just do it. So it's not on my plate. And it's, it's the similar, it's a similar thing where like, I mean, you're saying you guys like split with the laundry and whatever, like I do the laundry for my girls and for myself. I won't do Dave's laundry because I'm like, he's 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 like a different person he's got all his stuff he's very messy i i have accommodated and adjusted to his 
messiness versus my neatness and I can't be involved with his laundry. But the torture for me is that he'll do laundry and it will be in the, in the dryer and then it goes to the top of the dryer. Then it goes from the top of the dryer to his laundry basket. Then he starts picking through the laundry to, to find the shirt that he wants to wear, the pants. Have you seen this? I'm, I'm being dispatched to the basement to find the X, Y, Z. And I'm like, and then, so then I ha I've had the conversation often in my own head where I'm like, what is the, what am I gaining here by not doing his laundry? But I'm not doing his laundry. I'm not doing his laundry. <laughs> that's mine. Like that's my own personal sanity. But it's, it's the point, like, right. Like you put that, you putting that stuff on the stairs, Kristen, you are so effing aware of what's on those stairs. And these people have no, they don't, no cognitive awareness, no awareness at all. Not could be days. It could, could have been days. I, 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 I yeah. completely understand. <laughs> but and, I think and, like, what's the, what's the, that, you know. Yeah. To that point, he said, I will do all the laundry, just leave it. But the problem is we will run out of clothes before he, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> to do laundry. Because it doesn't bother him. I need to, like, if I see a pile there, I got to do the laundry. So that's on me too, right? Like, I have to chill out a little bit. Yeah, Frankie will say, like, I'll go shopping. Just, you know, write me a list of what we need. Okay, well, that's a chore. Now I'm going to have to go and go. I'm like, if I were you, because this is what I would do when I go food shopping, <laughs> I would open the refrigerator. I would see what we have little of. Little milk, little X, maybe put that on your list. But make your own list. Make your own list. Like I'm not going to make the list for you. Sorry. You know what? You know what helped me uh, um, uh, in in this whole debate here at home because I am resigned um, to then. I'm, I'm sure you know my husband passed away, but um, we had a great marriage and we worked pretty well together. But it was clear that I did the bulk of it and he did not. But if I asked him to do something, he would do it, which was you know very nice. But one thing that helped, because I, I always got stuck with the, the most of the work, but one thing that helped is that there were two things that I hated to do. And one of them is vacuuming. And so I asked if he could take that off my hands, the thing that I hated the most, even though I'm doing everything else, that really helped out a lot. And it it kind of eased the the tension around the house when I felt like, you know, I was bearing the brunt of it. So that, vacuuming. That was it. What's that, darling? Why do you hate vacuuming? I hate vacuuming. The noise. <laughs> the noise. I love vacuuming. You know, know it's so soothing to me. I like that. Yeah, well, so, there you go. Yeah. And Ed but liked it too. You <laughs> also God. have to. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think in some ways you also have to be aware of what your differences are. So, uh -huh. Josh is very macro. I'm very micro. And I, you know, within my micro, I'm like, like nano micro. Okay. So what I've decided is I do have to have many conversations with myself about what I'm willing to give up control of. Uh, and one of them is grocery shopping. Um, I've decided I don't care about what brand of coffee or bread or eggs or milk or cream that you're going to get. Even if it's not my brand, that's fine. But produce. I absolutely cannot handle bruised, scratched, marked produce. Um, you know, the, the one berry in the box that's starting to mold. I cannot handle that because it spoils quicker when it's in the fridge. So I've gone so far as to say to Josh, when I give him the grocery list, because yes, I will write it out. Uh, I will tell him for the strawberries, you need to reach to the back of the pile. For the Honeycrisp apples, 
to the bottom of the pile because it that's the kind of detail that doesn't matter to him. And so he won't remember it. So every once in a while, I'll say, and you know that the strawberries, you have to reach at the back and the, the apples are at the bottom. And the reason for that is because all those workers you see in the supermarket, they're constantly working around those piles because what they're doing is they're moving the older fruit to the front. Right. So that that's what the customers pick up first. I can't stand that shit. So I, I, you know, some might think that's micromanaging. Perhaps it is. But when he comes home and he's got the fruit laid out and it's the fruit that I would have chosen, then I'm like, oh, okay, it's done. Victory. Um, <laughs> I, victory. And I'm choosing like other battles, like with other things that I want to relinquish. Um, you know, th there's like a whole bunch of thankless tasks such as, uh, you know, the homework you mentioned, Kristen and, and Janine, uh, you know, signing kids up for play dates or like answering invitations to parties or um, there's one thing that has become a chore for me, and that's getting the kids ready for summer vacation, right? Mm -hmm. So signing up for camp in New York City, oh my God, like blow my brains out. It starts in January. And if you miss certain cutoffs, then you don't get the early bird special at registration. And so I remember one time huffing and puffing about it and being passive aggressive about it. And Josh was like, can I help you with anything? And I was like, yeah, can you, can you take care of these weeks, like weeks X, Y, Z in August and July? I, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't know. Talk to the girls what they want to do. And he did it. Like he found yeah. stuff. And I was just like, oh, well. So that that was easy asking you to help with that and he was like yeah i can do it i'm here to do it and so um it didn't occur to me that i didn't have to do everything but you know as as our marriage has has grown over the years um i learned more about myself too and about kind of the needless things that i've been socialized to believe that i have to take on because i saw my mom do it i saw my grandma do it yeah. You know, and I never saw my dad do it. Um, he was also away a lot, but you know, that's a different story. Well, you know, I, I think the bottom line here is that the institution of marriage is yet to catch up with gender equality. So we've got uh, a long way to go. But I, I think all of these, uh, all of this discussion that we've had here and the, the advice that you've given may have saved a few marriages, hopefully, <laughs> among the folks who are listening to us. So Thanks guys, that that was that was really fun. So as you know, I always end with a quote and this one comes from Gloria Steinem and it goes like this, we are becoming the men we wanted to marry. <laughs> but but I, I, my little addendum to that is that the problem is that the people we marry don't want to fill the wife's role, right? So um, hopefully we'll, we'll find some equilibrium there. Anyway, that was a, a, a fun discussion. Uh, thanks again. And uh, thank you all for listening and watching. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to The Five of Us. We want to hear from you with any questions, ideas, or suggestions for future discussions. Just write to us at the email you see here, and we will be eager to help. Talk to you next time. <laughs>